Hi, my name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. Get ready to transform your life as I share my journey about harnessing the power of the law of attraction to achieve abundance. From overcoming chronic pain to eliminating daily anxiety to treating a mental illness, I've experienced so much and I can't wait to share my proven principles and techniques with you. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome back to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I am your host, Tekla, and I like to start every episode with something I'm thankful for in my life. I do this because I want you to get to know me a little bit better each week. This week, I am truly grateful for the Spanish eating culture, and I know that sounds a little bit weird, but let me explain. In the U.S. and in Australia, mealtimes are so much more structured and prescriptive about what types of food should be eaten when. And in Spain, it's completely different. It is so much more flexible and informal. In Spain, the waking hours are also wildly different. You wake up around 10 or 11, and the main meal of the day is typically eaten in the early afternoon, between 2 and 4 p.m. That meal, known as la comida, is often long and leisurely, with friends and family gathering to enjoy a variety of dishes and conversation. It's not uncommon for that meal to last two or more hours. Then dinner is eaten around 9 or 9.30, but sometimes later than that, like 10 p.m., and you don't go to bed until midnight or beyond. I find myself eating just a series of smaller meals throughout the day, a bit here and a bit there. It's much easier to eat intuitively, I find. That's a concept I've adopted in the past year or so. When you have less structure around designated eating times and what to eat when, it's just so much easier to intuitively eat. You actually get to reflect on your own body and how it's feeling and what you need at that time, as opposed to sitting down at the specified meal time and eating a bigger meal. I don't love eating dinner so late in the evening, so... There are pros and cons, but the flexibility and lack of structure around the daytime meals is so nice. We are certainly adopting the Spanish way of life for now. And we're kind of forced into it because the restaurants don't open until 8.30 and we get bored of eating at home all the time. I'm really grateful for this experience, and it certainly has helped me explore intuitive eating in a different light. Eating isn't so transactional here. It's more about connection and socialization and spending time with friends and family rather than eating between 12 and 1 p.m. because that's lunchtime and you need fuel. It's just a different way of thinking, and without traveling, I wouldn't have this exposure. That is truly one of the best parts of travel, and it is uncomfortable at times because it's out of the norm, but you have these experiences that you wouldn't otherwise. And I'm so thankful for what I've learned and experienced so far. And on that note, let's get into today's topic. Today, we're going to talk about how to handle those people in our lives that we just can't stand to be around. 
those people we absolutely loathe, but we cannot get away from. These people might be part of the family, immediate or extended. They might be your parents. I know not everyone has a great relationship with their parents. They might be one of your partner's best friends. They might be the husband or wife of your close friend. We all unfortunately have these people in our lives that we can't easily just cut off. A few months ago, we talked about energetically disconnecting from friendships, and I want to be clear. This is not the same. You get to choose who you surround yourself with and who is part of your inner circle. And you have the ability to walk away from friendships and relationships that aren't serving you. But the relationships I'm talking about today are the ones that are really hard to just walk away from without major repercussions. And those consequences might look like major family drama, potentially losing someone really close to you, or causing major widespread pain among a group of closely connected people. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because I'm struggling with that situation in my own life right now. There is someone that is a part of our extended family that is truly one of the most miserable, pessimistic people I have ever met. When I'm around that person, I just feel the good energy immediately drained out of me. And it's not that they go around attacking other people in the family. That's not it. They seem to be perpetually unhappy, and their tone of voice is consistently short and snippy. It's almost as if they'd rather be anywhere else than spend time with us. It's like they are the CEO of sucking all the joy and excitement out of any situation, leaving only negativity and gloom in their wake. They keep bringing up the same mundane topics repeatedly and seem to have an endless supply of anecdotes only related to them. And my family and that person in particular doesn't listen to this podcast, and they never will, so I feel fine talking about it with all of you. It's just so tough being around them, and at times, their actions and behavior have left my blood boiling. I knew it was affecting me so much, and then I realized it started to consume my thoughts whenever I knew they were going to be around. I would think about all the things they were going to do and say before even seeing them. And then we'd talk about all the negativity after, and it was this vicious cycle that just kept repeating and repeating. What makes this situation so difficult is that this person isn't going anywhere. They are a part of the family, so they're included in all family events, major celebrations, and activities. There is no way to leave them off the invite list. They're the partner of someone in the immediate family, and we can't include one of them without extending the invite to the other. It's just not feasible, as much as I've wanted to do that many times in the past. And the reality of the situation is that I could cut them out. But it would mean I wouldn't get to spend as much time with the family member I love. And if I tried to step back and create distance, it would be completely obvious what was happening. And it would impact me deeply, and I know it would really hurt the person I love and do want to be around. There's really no alternative option for me personally, because I do want to spend time with my family. Family is my number one value, and that's a huge part of the reason that I decided to come home to Australia after over a decade abroad. 
So friends, the only thing to do is to come up with a strategy for coping with this person while somehow maintaining my own sanity and positive energy. And I hate to say it. I do hate to say it. Believe me. But the first step for me was to work on acceptance, which did take a few weeks to process, I admit. Because for the life of me, I didn't want to just accept that this person could be so monstrous and hideous and just get away with acting like a complete and total cow all the time. I was fucking fighting it. With my life. I struggled so much. It was paining me. And that's when I realized it was paining me. It was eating me up. It was hurting me and draining me and leaving me in a low vibrational state. And then something shifted. And I thought to myself, there is no way on God's green earth that I'm going to let this person affect me so much and take away all the good I have to offer. Nope, I will absolutely not be having that. My therapist taught me this saying and I love it. That's not on my journey today. And it's not going to be on my journey ever. I just had to accept that this person was going to act and behave like this no matter what I did or how I felt. People in the family had already tried talking to them about this several times to no avail. It didn't matter. They were just going to continue to do whatever they wanted, no matter the impact on anybody else. And I needed to accept that. And I did. While it was really hard, I did manage to get there eventually. And it was a huge weight off my shoulders. I honestly think, and I'm not a therapist, but I would say that accepting a difficult situation can get you 90% of the way toward resolving your inner turmoil. And look, you might be thinking, I just can't fucking get there. I don't want to accept this shitty situation. And fine, you can resist it, sure. But that's not impacting the other person. It's just eating away at you. And you've got to make a choice about what's more important to you. Your own ego and pride and sense of righteousness or your own mental and spiritual health and stability. The next steps I'll tell you were so much easier than I expected. After I came to terms with the fact that they aren't going anywhere and their attitude and behavior wasn't going to change, I learned not to expect anything different from them. I let go of this expectation that they would somehow, one day, wake up on the right side of the bed and actually show up as a decent, pleasant human being. And I'm not saying I expect the worst from them every time I see them. I just don't waste the time, effort, or energy thinking about how they should act, or how they should have responded, or how they should have shown up. I just let go of all of those expectations. And I think that was really freeing for me. And I think it goes hand in hand with the next step. The next step is to remind myself that I can only control myself. I can sit there all day and obsess over this person's shitty behavior, or I can focus on myself, my own happiness, and filling my own cup up with family time. 
I can focus on spending quality time with my two twin first cousins who just turned 18 and who I love so much. The drinking age in Australia is 18, so I get to hear about their fun nights out on the town and all the stories they have, and I love getting to know more about their life. I really don't know them that well because when I left for the U.S., they were seven or eight years old, maybe. I can also focus on spending time with my grandpa, who is 89 this year and still living his best life. He often pulls up his shirt sleeve and shows me his biceps, and he is still jacked, which is hilarious to me. I can focus on time with my sister and her new husband, who I haven't spent that much time with either, and that's wild to me. They started dating when I was overseas and have known each other for over seven years, I think, and I've spent maybe a few weeks with him total over that time. These are all the things I was missing out on because I was too caught up in that miserable person. How sad is that? I think it's sad. But also, now I've realized, I get to reclaim that time and I get to invest it into the people who I actually care about and love. And I can promise you that that time won't be wasted anymore. Another thing I did was I started wearing an amethyst crystal bracelet almost every day, and especially on days I know I'm going to see them. We had an entire episode on crystals a few weeks back, and we talked about amethyst really briefly. But at that point, I didn't have any amethyst. It was on my list to invest in, and I happened to mention it to one of my really good friends, and she made a special trip for me to a crystal shop she'd seen, bought it for me, and surprised me with it. It was so nice of her, and I'm so grateful because it really has helped me a lot, I think. And the reason I wanted amethyst in particular is because it's a protective stone that can help to shield your aura and protect against any negative influence. And I wear that on my right hand, which is my dominant hand. Because remember, you wear things on your dominant hand that you want to project or protect and things on your non-dominant hand that you want to bring into your life. I think wearing it helps me so much to stay emotionally balanced and keeps my energetic bubble intact. Some say that amethyst is so powerful that it has the ability to transmute negative energy into positive energy. And honestly, that's not why I chose it, but it's certainly a bonus. If it helps me protect my own vibration, that's fucking great and I'll take it. The last step for me was to make sure I kept my own attitude and behavior in line. I could choose to lower myself to their level and adopt their negative tone and attitude. I could also choose to behave in the same way they do when we're in a one-on-one situation and when we're not around anybody else. But you know what? That's not how I want to be treated by others. That's not the vibration I want to project either. I don't want to put that energy out into the universe. That's not what I value. I value gratitude, love, and kindness. So I'm not going to think and act in that way. And that's a personal choice. I think matching that kind of attitude leaves a dark murk on your soul and spirit. And that's not something I want any part of. So I've continued to show up and be kind and polite and thoughtful because that's who I am. 
And that's what I'm about. And is it tough sometimes? Absolutely. I still have an occasional moment where I'm like, hmm, what an absolute troll of a human. But those moments are fleeting and infrequent. And they're much, much less emotionally loaded. I've become more detached and disconnected because those expectations just aren't there anymore. And this will happen for everyone. We're human. We can't just stop feeling emotions and we shouldn't. We let them come up. We let them pass through. And we watch them leave. There's a sense of lightness to it now. I definitely don't want to be around that person. But I can be now. And it really doesn't affect me or impact me anymore. And it is almost unemotional. And for me, that's a win. Because getting to this place I'm in now allows me to spend the quality time with my family that I love. And it allows me to focus on them without distraction. And I'm not so caught up actively looking for all these moments of shittiness. I'm looking for quality connection, peace, and fun. So what do I want you to work on this week? Honestly, just reflect on what we talked about and feel it out. For some of you, the thought of acceptance will be met with a ton of resistance and you won't be able to contemplate it immediately. Revisit this idea of acceptance a couple of times over the next few weeks and hopefully in time, you'll see less and less contention. Like I mentioned, it did take me a while to get here, so just give yourself some time and space. Even when you're not actively thinking about something, your subconscious mind is still churning and is at work behind the scenes processing and evaluating things. You'll know when the right time is for you to start thinking more actively about it. Trust me. It will come, but do check in every now and again. In the meantime, Try and focus on your own values and keep them at the forefront of your mind when you're around those people that irk you. Remind yourself that spending energy on your own values is much better spent than being consumed by someone who you cannot control. Okay, friends, this is a reminder that it's the last week of our giveaway. For anyone that leaves a new review on Apple Podcasts, they will receive a complimentary 25-minute live one-on-one session with me. There's absolutely no cost to you. All of the details will be in the show notes, so please scroll down on this episode and give those a read. During the one-on-one session, we can cover anything you'd like related to the law of attraction or anything we've talked about on the podcast. Whether that's how to reach acceptance, like we talked about today, or something else. Whatever it is, I'm here for it. We've been running this for three weeks already. Time flies, I can't believe it. And this is the fourth and final week, so don't miss out. I've already connected with a couple of you, and it's been so amazing to meet you live and help you navigate your challenges in alignment with the law of attraction. Again, I'm going to leave all of these details in the podcast show notes for you, and I'm so excited to talk with you and get to know you better. If you want to see and hear more about my European adventures, you can follow me on social on Instagram and TikTok at Heal Yourself with L-O-A. That's Heal Yourself with L-O-A. L-O-A as in the law of attraction. I'm also on Pinterest at Tecla Francesco if that's more your thing. 
Those links are all going to be in the show notes for you too. All right, friends, that's all for today. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.